This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and today I am joined remotely by Yosem Joe. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Can you hear me testing? Yes, guys. We are recording remotely today, which means for the very first time in our podcasting career, Sam Joe and I are not just are not in one studio together. We are separately in our own homes. I know. Thanks to coronavirus, well. I miss you, Jen, but I'm happy that we are doing this. Right. Uh, So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about plagiarism, which is a little bit of a distraction, I guess, from all the bad news in the world. I mean, it's still bad news, but well, it's arty and not so like life and death. So, well, Parasite, the South Korean movie that won Best Picture at the Oscars, congratulations, it's great, historic. The very first Asian film to ever win Best Picture and the first for a foreign language film to win Best Picture at the Oscars. It has been accused of plagiarizing a Hollywood movie, a Tamil Indian movie called Minsara Khanna that was released in 1999. And mm-hmm. the producer P.L. Thanapan reportedly said that he saw the film Parasite and feel that they have stolen the film's crux from Minsara Khanna and that he's in talks with international lawyers and contemplating on filing a case against the makers of Parasite soon. Right, okay. Jen, you are seething. I sense that you're not happy about this. Yes. Okay, so Parasite is a legitimate masterpiece. It's amazing. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, you should go see it. It is in theatres. It's available on view. You can go and find it. It's an allegorical tale on inequality, which basically starts when this guy from a poor family goes to tutor this girl from a rich family, and he sneaks in his entire family to work for the rich family. So that's kind of how the story begins, and then it goes a bit crazy from there. And I read the synopsis of Minsara Khanna. You know, I really try to be very fair, and I read the synopsis. And it is nothing alike. Like, Minsara Khanna is a rom-com, and Parasite is a black comedy that gets really dark Mm -hmm. at the end. So So according to the synopsis, Minsara Khanna is about a rich man, right, who mm -hmm. falls in love with this woman, who is also pretty rich, but he hides his identity to go to work as their bodyguard, right? Because she has a very overprotective sister who wouldn't yes. let any man come near them. So it's similar in the sense that he goes undercover incognito and he gets yeah. his entire family to also gain employment at this household. There's this infiltration pretend... aspect to it. Like. Right. And they also, like in Parasite, pretend like they don't know each other, you know? But so, I mean, it's so it's pretty similar. Different. Yeah, you think? I mean, similar. I see... But I can see why Twitter went crazy about, you know, the similarities. But it's you don't similar think it's... in the sense that I guess the whole infiltration part is similar, but the story and the themes are completely different. Like mm-hmm. the motivations of the characters are completely different, mm-hmm. and the story takes off in a completely different manner. So I feel that they have no real case, lah. I think maybe the producer saw that it was doing very well. I mean, this only came out after Parasite won the Oscar. Parasite had a lot of buzz for months before this. It won Palme d'Or at Cannes. So right. if you only come up now to say it, it's sort of like, I guess you just want to write on the the newsworthy wave like, of Parasite. Right. So that brings up the question, right? What exactly constitutes plagiarism, you know? I wouldn't want to jump to any conclusions until I've seen both films. Like, that's just me. Like, you know, for me, reading a synopsis isn't enough. And I also don't think plagiarism means copying wholesale everything, including like the genre, including like everything from how they are dressed to how the plot is executed. I do think that even if you copy some aspects, that can also constitute plagiarism, right? 
That said, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but we are trying to use Parasite as an example to talk about other instances of plagiarism in pop culture in general, mm-hmm. and basically talk about how in pop culture and art in general, there is this ongoing habit of borrowing and sampling from each other. But when mm-hmm. is it okay and when is it not? To just give some background, the definition of plagiarism is quite straightforward. It's to pass off another person's ideas, another production's ideas or words as your own, using somebody else's work without properly crediting them. So if you are a student, you got to do those citations, dude. Anyway, um, <laughs> presenting an idea as original when it's actually derived from another source. And this also ties into the idea of intellectual property because... I think plagiarism is a word that comes from literature, like texts. So when you copy somebody else's texts, that's like plagiarism. And then eventually, obviously, it became the idea of copying ideas, copying certain techniques or certain content, you know. So it mm. became overall intellectual property. Right. So yes. what then it brings us to the point, let's just jump right into it, right? When it comes mm. to stuff that we love about pop culture, about film, TV and movies and what else? Uh, songs, right? What constitutes stealing when it comes to art? I guess you could yes. call it art. So from a perspective of a consumer, because like I'm not a lawyer, I don't really understand the legal parts of all of this. From the perspective of a consumer, I think, and as somebody who consumes art, I think it's impossible to be truly, completely, groundbreakingly original in art now. Like, it's just been too long. Too many Mm. things have been created, right? So I feel that every piece of art has some influences from other sources. Okay. Some influences from your own experience and things that you've seen, right? I think it's almost impossible to avoid that. So the issue is whether it's different enough. Whether there's care and effort on the part of the creator to present the art in as much their own way as possible. So like, some examples of really bad blatant stealing that I can think of is this Chinese sitcom called I Partment. In Chinese, it's Ai Qing Gong Yu. So it's like, I love Ai Partment. Oh my goodness, the yes. pun is... I'm it's cringing bad. right now. It's, it's not good, it's not good. Yeah, no. so it's actually a very popular series in China. And it has had like five seasons and like a movie. So you can tell it has some legs lah. But so many of its storylines, like a shocking amount of its storylines, are blatant copies of storylines from other American English sitcoms like Friends, How I Met Your Mother, The Big Mm -hmm. Bang Theory. So the storylines, like some of them, and I've seen some of these things, is literally translated into Chinese. And even the taizi, the words that they say in the drama, it's a Chinese translation of of the original work. And mm, even I the see. staging is similar. So there was this one episode of How I Met Your Mother super long ago that had a cockamouse. It's a term that they came up with. Basically like Lily, do you remember this character called Lily in the show? She like sees a cockroach and then like she wants to kill it but she didn't manage to kill it. So she goes to tell like her boyfriend to try and kill it and her boyfriend concludes that it's not a cockroach, it's a mouse. Okay. And they have different like understanding of what the creature is so they call it a cockamouse. Exact right. same storyline exact same down to like blending of the names of cockroach and mouse together right. like, it's insane to me like it's very shameless mm, a I bit cannot, blatant right 
it's not a bit blatant. It's like shamelessly blatant. Like, but did they acknowledge that it was no, it was a reference? No. no, I'm not sure if that it was ever acknowledged by the Chinese side that it's a blatant copy. But it's basically not legal, from what I know. Right? I don't think they packaged it like, oh, we're remaking Friends or we're remaking The Big Bang Theory. No, they packaged it as an original Chinese sitcom. And the thing is, I think it remains popular because not all the dramas it copied. The ones I'm listing are, are the very popular ones. But not all the dramas it copied are that popular in China, and also because it's copied in another language, so I don't think the original series creators know. It's just one of those things that I'm like, how is this okay? And it just right. goes on lah. But I think there are some things that are very common, right? Like common tropes in dramas or movies: rich man falls in love with a poor woman. Like from Pride and Prejudice to Meteor Garden, we we have that. We have seen that many many times. But、mm. I mean, you fill in the story differently, lah. The outline is rich man falls in love with poor woman, but you can fill in the story in a, your own way, lah, right? And like mean high school girls as a trope, but they're all mean. They might be mean in different ways, you know. Baby、yep. switch at birth, superhero origins. These are all outlines that are very common, but you do it in a way that I think it's just important to do it in a different way, lah. Right,、yeah. I see, and and I guess that's the same argument that can be made for Parasite and Minsarakana. So a lot of people are、mm-hmm. defending Parasite and saying, you know, please don't come for Bong Joon Ho. You know, he's a great director, and furthermore, it's essentially just a narrative trope, right? You know, so many other films. It's not just these two films, but so many other films have also taken on a narrative trope of what they call the Trojan horse trope, right? Where they、mm-hmm. send a family into another household to work incognito.、Mm-hmm. So I guess there is something to be said about that. So the thing is, I'm really only more familiar with films and TV shows. Like、mm-hmm. I cannot, I think I might be tone deaf. Like I really cannot tell with pitch and like beats and music stuff. I'm clueless. So when people tell me, "Don't you think this and this sound alike?" I have to listen super carefully, and even then, sometimes I don't get it.、Mm-hmm. So I'll just leave that part of the music stuff to you. But let me know if you have anything you want to add to film and TV. I do actually. I mean, speaking of film and TV, right? Before we move on to music, I mean, you'll be surprised at how many high-profile films are you talking about. How China has copied a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah.、Um, I mean,、There、don't you remember?、Examples. Yeah, don't you remember even reality TV shows like The Voice, for example,、mm-hmm. right? Originated in Holland, and then of course, like the US and UK. Versions became super popular. They bought the rights, right? I think they, they bought. bought the they、rights. bought the rights. Yes, exactly.、Yeah. So that's why they could be called the Voice. It could be the Voice US, the Voice UK, the Voice Australia, everything. But China didn't buy the rights. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. right. Do you remember? So that's why、I、halfway through they had to change the name of the show.、Yes. So it was the Voice China. Then they changed it, and it was it's now like Sing China. Yeah,、right? I remember this. Yeah, so that was a huge like you know、uh, I mean if you ever talked about plagiarism, they copied the whole reality TV format. And then,、yeah. I mean, you'll be surprised. High-profile films, even like the, our beloved Disney films, like The Lion King and、mm-hmm. Frozen. You know, they've all been accused of like copying stuff. I like, know about、um, Lion King. I didn't know about Frozen. Yeah. So, I mean, for those who don't know, Lion King was accused of copying Kimba the White Lion, or in Japanese, is known yes, as Jungle yeah, Emperor. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. this is by the same guy,、uh, Tezuka, who created Astro Boy, right? So apparently Astro he was Boy. Astro Boy. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. But he and Walt Disney were apparently friends back in the day. So everyone's very convinced that you know Kimba the White Lion was definitely inspiration、oh, for Simba. Oh, there's some shady stuff going on there. Right, and he didn't even disguise the name that much. And then Frozen apparently, you know, copied this. Other animated short by Kelly Wilson called The Snowman, and apparently it's about a snowman that loses his nose. Does that sound familiar? You know, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Olaf. Yeah. So that case was settled out of court, right? And then there's so many like James Cameron's Avatar and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, I mean, when it comes to films, like the list goes on and on and on, and we haven't even gotten started on music. 
All right, before we move on, we just want to say if you enjoy what you're listening to, search for us, hashtag PopVultures on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube, you name it, you have it, all right? If you like what you're hearing, rate us, subscribe, tell all your friends about us, and write in, tell us what you think about this episode. All right, so back to our topic, plagiarism in pop culture. Earlier, we talked about TV and film. Now, when it comes to music, it's all oral, right? And you know, a lot of songs are famous precisely because of how catchy they are. So whenever there are similarities, it really, really stands out to people. And we're not, obviously not talking about music sampling here, right? Which is done a lot. So okay, music okay. sampling... Hold mm-hmm. on, hold on, hold up. Um, I'm not actually sure what music sampling is. Well, music sampling is like when an artist takes another artist's song or part of the song and uh-huh. they actually request for permission to use that part of the song in their own song. So they're okay. actually requesting for permission and... They pay them? Yeah, so whoever wrote the original song gets songwriting credits as well. So very, okay. very famous example would be like Madonna's Hung Up, right? She definitely sampled Abba's Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. You had Flo Rida's Good Feeling sampling Ada James. Kanye's Through the Wire sampling Chaka Khan's Through the Fire. And of course, Rihanna's Don't Stop the Music sampling oh, the Michael yes. Jackson song, right? Want to be studying yes. something. So that obviously, like, you know, Michael Jackson's estate would have known about it, lah. You know, it's, like it's not layering, like, in a sense, in a sense, okay. there's a hook or there's a particular like riff that they use with explicit permission from the original creator. Okay. So, so that it might w- not be as blatant as Rihanna's. It might be like like you use a certain part of the music that's Exactly. Okay. So like hung up had Abba's like but the lyrics yeah. and the, the melody are completely different. It's just that she's using the background track. Yeah, Yeah. We really need to go for karaoke soon. Okay. okay. But so, yeah, so we're not talking about sampling. Like, sampling is one thing, right? Yeah. Here we're talking about music copyright infringement. And this can again be anything from the rhythm to melody to chord progression to lyrics. So as you can imagine, there are tons of disputes over, you know, music copyrights issues and sometimes they manifest as lawsuits, sometimes they come out as like social media wars, sometimes it's, you know, feuds between celebrities. So we do have quite a few examples. I mean, very famously, Katy Perry's Dark Horse, right? Huge hit. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, so Flame took Katy Perry and her team to court and, you know, by unanimous jury ruling, you know, they basically said that yes, you know, Katy Perry's Dark Horse was a sample of Flame's Joyful Noise. So right now, I believe Perry and her team, they're, they're appealing. What do you guys think? We can actually take a listen to this famous riff from Dark Horse now. This is how it sounds like. There's no going back. And now listen to Joyful Noise. What do you guys think? Similar, right? Mm -hmm. So, the thing is that when cases like that go to court, you have to prove two things, you know, when you want to prove plagiarism. Excess is one, and the second thing is substantial similarity. Basically, did the accused artist, in this case, did Katy Perry and her team have access to the original track? Was the original track very viral? Was it very popular? Is it possible that Katy Perry would have heard it, or the songwriters would have heard it? And then number two, are they similar? Are the two songs actually similar? So it can be an ordinary observer, like you or me, Mm -hmm. if say we are part of the jury, you know, can we identify common elements? 
And of course, if it gets like even more intense, then they get music experts to come in to determine whether plagiarism did indeed occur. Yeah, but sometimes obviously, you know, lawsuits go through and people who are suing will win. Another famous example was the Hollies when the song, very famous song that they have is The Air That I Breathe. When Radiohead came out with their debut single, Creep, it's a huge song. Yeah, that song, right? So, you know, the Hollies, the the songwriters behind that song, The Air That I Breathe, they were not happy and they took them to court and they actually won. So this is why it sounds similar. Maybe for those of you who are not familiar, this is how Creep sounds like and this is how Air That I Breathe sound like. Let's play Creep first. When you were here before look you in the eye You're just like an angel And now, let's listen to The Air That I Breathe. So yeah, personally, I think I can see why Mike Hazelwood and Albert Hammond, the writers behind The Air That I Breathe, won the lawsuit. And in turn, this is so funny, that it's almost like the song is cursed. Lana Del Rey allegedly plagiarizing Creep in her song Get Free. And this is how Get Free sounds like. Yeah, so you know what I mean, right? Yeah, this song is cursed. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, the one that really caught my attention was Lizzo, mm-hmm. um, Truth Hurts. Because there was this big case about how she had to credit the original writer of a tweet for right. the very famous first line, I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm 100%, 100% that. that dude! Yeah, like, <laughs> apparently that was a tweet, la, and the original tweeter like got credited as a songwriter. Nina Lioness. Wow. Wow. Right. That's amazing. So like, if you go you on Wikipedia... You wrote a tweet and now you have a billion dollar song. Like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Lizzo is no stranger to controversy in that sense because she was also accused by C.C. Peniston who sang the famous song Finally. Mm-hmm. So Lizzo actually sings like yeah, 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 yeah in her song Juice mm-hmm. which C.C. Peniston claims, you know, she went on Instagram and she was like, this is my signature. It's obvious that they copied me. Is and it so, possible to say Ya Ya Ye is your signature? I feel like I've heard a lot of Ya Ya Ye in songs. Over well, the it's actually quite similar. I mean, okay, if you guys are curious, maybe we can listen to the two songs. This is Lizzo's Juice. And this is C.T. Peniston's Finally. So it's really the way in which Yaya Ye is executed, very, very similar, like in terms of the tempo and in terms of also the syllables that they chose. But who knows, right? I mean, that was just a claim on C.C. Peniston's part. Other artists like India Ari came out in support of C.C. Peniston. I mean, maybe it's just a coincidence. Who really knows, right? And you know, Asian music also is no stranger. I mean, your favourite gen, BTS. 
Yes, Beatrice right. has been accused of plagiarism by like anti's a lot, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah, and their fans have accused other artists of plagiarizing fake love. So there's this Italian guy called Sale. Apparently, he put out a song called Shane Nene, and basically BTS fans called Army. Right, they went up against him, and they were like, you know, oh, you need to give BTS some credit. And then he comes out to say he's never heard of BTS, and this is oh. where it gets ugly. He calls BTS. Four Chinese idiots. Oh no! And yes, and then he went to threaten to take legal action against these fans. Oh my so, god! So yeah. Okay, for for background, BTS has seven members and they're South Korean. This is very exactly. racist. It's super racist. Okay, and if you listen to the songs, I personally think that yeah, there's definitely some very heavy similarities going on. This case didn't make it to court or anything, but we'll let you guys be the judge. All right. So this is BTS's "Fake Love," which came out first. And then this is the corresponding part in sales, the Italian singer's song. Right. So we'll let you guys be the judge of that. I think closer to home, we have some examples. So I was quite shocked to find out that our very beloved um, singer-songwriter Tanya Chua has also been accused of plagiarism before. Right. And yeah, it was quite a shock to me because I think it really hurts. The artists that it really hurts are artists that pride themselves as singer-songwriters. Yeah, for like sure. creators. So the plagiarism claims do cast them in a very bad light. La. I'm not saying that she did. I'm just saying that I was very shocked. In a bad way, yeah. Yeah, so the song in question, I guess you're talking about Pantu, right? Halfway, mm-hmm. which is like her new song, and a lot of people compared parts of it to Taylor Swift's Safe and Sound, the duet that she did with the Civil Wars. It basically started on Weibo. Again, social media just like picks fights from time to time. Okay, so I guess we can try listening to this. This didn't make it to court as far as I know, but um, this is Bantu, Halfway by Tanya Chua. <laughs> Taylor Swift's Save and Sounds. So you can decide on your own if it sounds too similar. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, Jen, it gets so crazy. It's not even about copying other people. Sometimes it's your own self, copy your own self. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I've heard, I've heard you talk about it. It's the famous feud between Kelly Clarkson and Ryan Tedder of One Republic. So you know Ryan Tedder writes songs for a lot of artists, right? So he actually co-wrote Kelly Clarkson's Already Gone, and he also wrote Beyonce's Halo. So both very, very huge successful singles. But the thing is that by the time Kelly recorded Already Gone, Halo had just come out and she heard Halo and she was like, oh my god, it's so similar. And she wanted to pull it from her album because she didn't want people to think that she was a copycat. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that these two songs, Already Gone and Halo, came out around the same time? Around the same time. But Beyonce's Halo came out first, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, wow, just, that really sucks if you're just before. Clarkson. Exactly. So Kelly Clarkson was really angry at Ryan Tedder and she wanted to pull it from her album but it was already being pressed so it was too late to turn around. And then Ryan Tedder came out to say that her comments were hurtful and absurd. You know, he denied ripping off his own song. He says that why would I sell the same track to two of the biggest artists in the world, <laughs> you know? 
But if you ask yeah, me, like, why would you sell a track that you sold to Beyonce and then sell it to somebody else? Like, right, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if you listen to both songs, you would know lah. Like you know, they're practically to me at least to my layman ears uh, they're practically the same song with different lyrics. Um, and, and this is why you have all these online mashups. All you have to do is Google Halo Already Gone and you will see all these like mashups. And Kelly Clarkson herself also with the same backing track has sung Already Gone and then segwayed just seamlessly into Halo. So what gives, right? Sometimes when it comes to music, it's very easy to... Like I said, the line between inspiration yeah. and copying is copy- very thin. If you copy your own song and then you give it to yourself again, so like if you sang two similar versions of your own song, I think maybe that's still okay, but like don't sell it to other people. Mm. So some parting thoughts now, getting to the end of this um, podcast. I think on the topic of plagiarism, I think art generally can be quite derivative. Like when you play with similar themes, similar setups. I recently reviewed a Taiwanese movie called Nina Wu. And the way it like blurred the lines between fantasy and reality, it kind of reminded me of Black Swan. And then when I brought this up to a friend, my friend told me Black Swan reminded her of Perfect Blue, which is an anime cult classic that was made Mm. in 1997. So like, you know, this sort of things just happen. Like the way things are done, the way certain stories are explored, the certain type of narratives can be quite common. But I think the themes you put in, whether the story you're writing is something that is original to you, something that's personal to you. I think that that really does make a difference. I think from me, right, from the perspective of a person who is spending money to go see movies or go buy music, I think being inspired by something is fine or taking from largely a similar way of telling a story, like a similar narrative structure or maybe even a similar genre is okay. But, like, don't be a shameless fraud, la, like the eye apartment guys. Like, just <laughs> take pride in your own work, right? Aren't you ashamed of the fact that you copied something so blatantly and so directly? Like, I would be so ashamed to put that out there. Like, right, and passing it off as your own work. And, I mean, this beauty of art, isn't it? Yes, people reference each other all the time. People get inspired by their idols and then like you know hopefully they do better and the important thing about art I feel like you know it's such a privilege to be able to execute whatever medium your choice of uh, medium of choice is but you want to have your own voice and I think it's okay to reference people like I said to sample and and to copy other people but I mean after all imitation is the best form of flattery right Mm -hmm. but if you did it own it you know don't pretend that you didn't right or even if you feel like you didn't, if it was truly a coincidence, deny it politely la, and don't go and attack other fellow artists or fans. Don't or call fans. them four Chinese idiots, la, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I do think that, yeah, you know, when it comes to plagiarism, similarities, like, these things can be subjective, especially when it comes to works of art. Like one person can see it or hear it, other people can't. But I do feel like it's a win-win situation when you borrow from something and you tell everyone that, yeah, that was my inspiration and I am sampling this. I'm paying tribute to this and come out loud and proud and say that that's what what your inspiration is and then tell it in your own different way. And I think that, you know, hopefully people don't feel the need to plagiarize. People can sample, people can celebrate each other's works without copying each other and passing it off as their own. Without it being illegal, basically. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Stay above the law. Yes, Yeah, and as for the Parasite Saga, I mean, I can't wait to watch Min Sarakana myself and decide for myself whether or not it's a copy. If anything, it exposes me to a new movie, so yay. Hollywood, yes, and do watch Parasite. So, Mm. with that said, I think that's our dose of pop culture for this week. 
Thanks for tuning in. Let us know which songs you guys think have been ripped off, okay? And let us know what you want to hear about next and what you think of this episode. You can always write to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can write to Jen at... JenLee at sph.com.sg. You can also follow me on my work Instagram, JenLeeWrites. And you can also write to me at yosemjo at sph.com.sg. Now, just a reminder, hashtag popvouchers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So please do rate and subscribe to us. You can also find us on the Straits Times audio features, if you so prefer. So please do tell us what you want us to talk about next. And with that, he's Sam Joe. She's Jen. And we are Pop, Pop Vouchers. Vouchers. Thank ah, you for listening. Ah. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.